Hello and welcome to episode 70 of the How to Sleep podcast. In this episode, you'll learn how your thoughts can keep you awake, even if you're not stressed. Welcome to the How to Sleep podcast. I'm your host, Nikki Blakeman, qualified adult sleep coach, a previous sufferer of insomnia and mum of three. I believe that sleep is fundamental to your enjoyment of the life you've worked so hard to create, and I support adults like you who are struggling to sleep to get back to sleep and back to living your life in full colour and with maximum energy. This podcast is for you if you are taking ages to get to sleep, or waking in the night and can't get back to sleep, or both. Keep listening to find out how sleep works, the essential elements you need to get the sleep you deserve, and actionable steps that you can take. Most people understand the link between being stressed or anxious and not being able to sleep. And I've talked on a few of the podcast episodes recently about feeling unrelaxed or anxious and the impact on your sleep. But what if you're not stressed? As in, yes, you could be busy and, you know, you're a productive person, there's a lot going on, but you're not actually experiencing a period of stress. You're not anxious you're not unhappy, you can't identify anything that is really making you severely worried, but you still can't sleep and you're still lying awake with all of the thoughts going through your mind. And interestingly, this issue has come up a few times lately in coaching, so it gave me an idea for this podcast episode. How this experience shows up for many people is in one of two ways. So either they go to bed at night and their mind starts to process all the things that happened in the day, or maybe it's thinking about what you have to do tomorrow, but you notice that it's not in a serious kind of way. You're not worried about what happened in the day and you're not worried about tomorrow, but your mind trips into thinking about these things when you get into bed at night. And perhaps you're not agonizing over any conversations that you've had with people, but perhaps you are remembering a conversation and you're like just going through the conversation. The other way you might be experiencing this is when you wake in the middle of the night and again, you're not finding anything particular of value to think about. You're just thinking about random things. So you're not worrying about your finances or your business, but you are thinking about, I don't know, like which shade of paint will be best to paint the living room, just totally mundane things. Or remembering that time when you were 12 and you went to some random party and you didn't like the shoes you were wearing and you're just replaying that whole instance of going to that party and thinking about those shoes or you're remembering that your friend had like a crazy dance move that they kept doing over and over and over again. So it just doesn't seem to have any purpose to the thought and the thought chain and before you know it like an hour of your sleep time is just gone and I know that it's really annoying when this happens because in a way there's almost something more annoying when you're thinking about nothing than it would be if you were spending your time worrying about something maybe that sounds really strange to say but it's like sometimes you'd almost feel better about having lied awake if you were worrying about something serious. The fact that you're lying awake thinking utter nonsense is more frustrating. And I guess it's more frustrating because it compounds those feelings that you're wasting your time. You're wasting time thinking when you could be spending it sleeping. And it adds to that sense of yourself sabotaging your own sleep 
because you're thinking, well, okay, if my brain had something serious to worry about, maybe I could understand that. But the fact that it's bringing me all this nonsense and bringing up these thoughts about parties from when I was 12 and painting the living room and this all this sort of stuff. And, and I think then that in turn adds the sense of being out of control of the situation and really clueless as to understand what's going on. So therefore, it would make more sense to you if you were spending hours worrying about a serious problem. But then you have this worry in the back of your mind that if you started to tell other people that you spend two hours in the middle of the night wondering how your garage might look if you finally did get around to clearing it out and making it into a workshop or something, then they're going to think that you're going like a little bit crazy. So as ever, the first thing that I want to reassure you is if this is you, this is completely normal. And actually, it's really common in people who are struggling to sleep because of their own thoughts. And it's actually, in my opinion, an oversimplification to just make the connection between stress and worries and say that that's why you're not able to sleep. Because when you've had this kind of sleep issue for a while, whilst it might have started out where you're thinking about something important, it really, for a lot of people, can just develop into just lying awake thinking about really random mundane stuff. And so in this episode, I wanted to explain one piece of this jigsaw as to why this could happen and it's to do with habits so if you are not familiar with habits I'll just spend a small amount of time explaining that our brain is making habits all of the time it has to do that and most of us associate the word habits with bad habits so things that we do that we rather we we shouldn't do rather we we didn't do but actually habits are essential we couldn't survive without forming loads and loads and loads of habits And the most recognisable examples are things like the ones that you do in your morning routine. So when you wake up, you tend to do the same things in the same order. There's normally no conscious cognitive analysis of this. So you don't lie in bed and think, okay, I'm awake. I wonder what I wonder what I should do now. I wonder how I should get ready. You don't think anything of the sort. You just get up and then you just commence your normal sequence of activities without giving it a second thought. And that's because they're habits, they're habitual activities that you go through. Normally the same activities in the same order. And your brain has done this, it's organising this this activity in this way just for simplicity it's quick and simple to set this automation and then do the activities in the automation so just like we want computers to automate activities for us so our brains are just doing the same thing so scientists think that there has to be a cue in order to trigger the habit so there has to be some trigger event that our brain uses to then triples into the activity that is the habitual activity so for example when we wake up in the morning and get out of bed perhaps getting out of bed is our cue for triggering the activities that we have habituated to do as part of our morning routine and we can feel the pull of those activities subconsciously we don't consciously make a decision to do them like I said so I know that when I get out of bed I can feel myself gravitating towards the bathroom that's just the thing that I just do I don't consciously even think about that and when I first go downstairs the first thing that often comes to my mind is coffee I I do have a cup of coffee I I don't know if I said this to you before but it's absolutely nonsense that you should give up coffee when you have a sleep issue don't even go there Uh, obviously later in the afternoon don't drink coffee don't drink coffee at night time if you've got a sleep issue that's not a great idea or when I say don't I would advise you not to could do what you want obviously 
Um, but to say that you should eliminate coffee entirely, I just think that's not necessary. So I, I love a cup of coffee in the morning. Anyway, that was a bit of a sidetrack. But the point is that when I go downstairs, my mind is just drawn to thinking about, okay, now it's time for coffee. And what's also funny that I've noticed is my going downstairs is a cue for this activity for me, but my cat has noticed this too. So we have a few cats and one of them has really latched onto this fact that when I come down in the morning, where I'm going to go first is probably into the kitchen. And what he started to do is meet me at the bottom of the stairs and then he starts meowing really loudly and walking to the kitchen because he he knows that's where I'm going to go. And then with a bit of luck, he can divert my attention just long enough from the coffee to pour some cat food out. And actually, even in this example, you can see that that's his habit that he's formed. So he always waits at the bottom of the stairs. It's not the middle of the stairs or in the kitchen. It's the bottom of the stairs. And then as soon as I come down to the bottom of the stairs, that's when he starts meowing. So his habit has already formed. He's formed this habit of this particular behavior. And I'm sure if you've got pets, you'll notice their habits too. They're going to the same room at the same time or the window at the same time or the door anticipation of a walk if you have a dog and all these things. And this example demonstrates another thing that scientists think about habits, that it's not just about creating automated processes for simplicity. It's also about a reward at the end of completing the activities that have become habitual. So for my cat, the reward is obviously that I'm going to feed him and getting fed is the reward. And that encourages his brain to habitualize the behavior. But it's important to note that the reward doesn't have to be good for you in order for you to form a habit to get it. So like smoking, for example, even if we cognitively know that it's not a good thing that we have a cigarette, then lots and lots of people obviously form habits around that. And the other thing to note is that the reward, the habit doesn't hatch, the activity of the habit doesn't actually have to have cause the reward it's just that the two have to go hand in hand you just have to associate the behavior with getting the reward so anyway what does this all have to do with lying awake in the middle of the night well I have a theory that we get into the habit of lying awake thinking about stuff at night and my theory goes like this when you first develop your sleeper shoe you lie awake thinking about whatever it is that is the issue for you at the time. So like I said, it's really common for this to be kind of a stressful period at work or financial worry or a bereavement. And that's what you're thinking about when you're waking up. But then in my view, what happens is you develop the habit of thinking and processing thoughts in the middle of the night. And then waking in the night becomes the cue to trigger that activity. So when you wake in the night, you start to think all the thoughts and for most of you, you will have eventually fallen back asleep. So again, it's really common in this pattern that you wake up, you think about things, but after a couple of hours, you probably do go back to sleep. So you might have programmed your subconscious to bring you things to think about in the middle of the night. And that would explain in my mind why your brain is still bringing you things to think about, even when it doesn't have any topics to think about anymore it doesn't have any topics worth spending time in the night thinking about but the habit is there and so you go into the habit loop again regardless now I want to repeat this is a theory but the more I learn and the more I work with people the more I believe that there is really something in this 
And also particularly because I work with clients who have started to focus away from sleep hygiene and away from lots of these other kind of sleep solutions that haven't worked for them and really focused in and learned techniques to break this habit and they've had really 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 good results with it so that's that's what kind of made me want to share this with you today to think it's again as ever with the podcast I'm trying to bring you things that people are just not talking about or angles that people aren't really exploring very much and if you are an expert in habits and you're listening then by all means please reach out to me and tell me what you think of this So your action step for this week, if you're in the situation where you're thinking about pretty much nothing of importance, but you cannot stop all these thoughts coming in when you wake in the middle of the night, do you recognise that you could be in a habit loop? Is it a cycle that you're stuck in? And could waking up in the middle of the night be your cue to trip into thinking about things one after the other? Now, if you want to know the exact techniques that I teach people to break this habit loop, then get access today to the Back to Sleep program and I'll leave the link for that in the show notes. All right, have a good week and thanks for listening. Thank you for listening. I hope you found some value in today's episode. If you did, and you know others who would benefit from hearing this information as well, then please share with them. And if you would be so kind as to leave a positive review of the podcast, this will support me in my mission to spread the message of sleep as wide as possible. Thank you so much. If you can't wait until the next episode and you want more guidance right now, then head on over to my website and get access to my free sleep resources. Link in the show notes. Or follow me on Instagram at Nikki.Blakeman. Wishing you a peaceful night's sleep.